Shall we just open in a word of prayer this morning? Father, we thank you for the remembrance meeting of our Lord this morning. We thank you that we have joined our hearts in remembrance, in worship and thanks. And we pray now that you will teach us from your word. Give us a message that will touch our hearts. Please hide me behind the cross, Lord, and that you will be glorified. Because, Lord, we have nothing to present before you except ourselves as sinners who have been saved by grace. And we're so thankful, Lord. And so we pray that you'll direct us now by your spirit. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. You know, I didn't know Jeff Rudy was going to give out that hymn this morning, but it really goes along with, with my message, just a closer walk with me. You know, we live in a world today where people don't care for people. They really don't. No one cares. No one cares. People today live alone. People today live in desperate conditions. They, they don't have anyone to care for them. But no matter even if we have no one on earth to care for us, we can know that God cares for us. He knows our needs. He knows our desires. He knows everything about each and every one of us. And we can rejoice in that. Rejoice that God loves us that much. This year I've been decided to read through the Bible in chronological order. I don't know if any of you have ever done that before, but the Bible is not chronological. The books of the Bible that we have, they don't fit chronologically. So when you read it chronologically, you read it in a slightly different order. So once I finish reading Genesis, instead of going into Exodus, the next book in the Bible is really the book of Job. And a lot of people don't realize that Job and Abraham were really contemporaries. That he lived during that time in the book of Genesis. It's a very ancient book. And so what Job went through, not knowing anything of the law or any of the other books of the Bible, is quite amazing. Because he was hit with trials and afflictions that none of us could probably face without the Lord's help. And he got discouraged, he got depressed, he got down because all these things had happened to him. But in the midst of all his pain and suffering and things he went through, he looked to the Lord. He never lost his integrity. He never lost his faith in God. And even though Satan was buffeting him and bringing all these things into his life, he was able to see that God was in control. Amen. And that's the thing in our lives today. We have to remember that God is in control. He cares for us. He knows what's best for us. And he never fails us. There's a song we sing sometimes that says, Jesus never failed. Jesus never failed. Heaven and earth may pass away, but Jesus never failed. Amen. And if you can ever stand up or raise your hand and say, Jesus ever failed me, I'd be very surprised. Because he does not fail his children. He takes care of us in the little things as well as the bigger things of life. He cares about us. He really does. So the title of our message this morning is, God will take care of us. That's a promise that we have from his word. If you turn with me and you have your Bibles there or you have one in front of you, Job chapter 10 and verse 12. I've been reading in the book of Job and I came to this verse and I kept thinking about it for the last couple of weeks. And then Adel asked me to give the message this morning and I said, well, I have a verse that's been on my heart. And may it be a blessing to you as it has been to me as well. Job chapter 10 and verse 12. It's right before the book of Psalms. Job chapter 10 and verse 12. It says, You have granted me life and favor, and your care has preserved 
my spirit. Isn't that a great verse? You know, some verses are just so fantastic that you just want to study them, you want to read them, you want to meditate on them, and you want to memorize them. I, for one, missed the scripture memory class, so I said, this week I'm going to memorize this verse, Job chapter 10 and verse 12. And it's a beautiful, beautiful verse and has so much in it for us. There's three things that, we, that Job says that God has granted to him and he's granted to us. Life, favor, and his care. And that's something that every true believer, every saint of God, can rejoice in this morning. You know, life is a gift. A lot of people take life for granted. You know, just the fact that I'm standing here breathing and the blood is coursing through my veins and my brain waves are functioning and I'm able to walk and see and hear and do all these things, that's from God. Life is a gift from God. Amen. And physical life itself is a great blessing to have. Health and strength. You know, we oftentimes pray for those two things, health and strength. They're very, very important in life. And God has given us life and breath and all of these things. And we should be thankful to him for it. Physical life. There's a lot of people that have left this scene. There are a lot of people that have died between last night and today in the world. Just think of that earthquake that hit Haiti. 200,000 people died in that earthquake. And they still don't know there could be a lot more than that. These things happen in life. And we should be thankful that we're here today, that we're healthy, and we're able to praise God for the physical life that he's given but more important than physical life is our spiritual life. When God saves us, He gives us His Holy Spirit. He gives us a spiritual life. He gives us a relationship with Himself. And that's why Peter said, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yes, it's a spiritual life. It's a spiritual birth. When you get saved and you come to Christ, you become born again. Amen. Now, it doesn't mean you go into your mother's womb and be born a second time like Nicodemus asked the Lord Jesus. He says, no, it's a spiritual birth. We invite Christ into our life. He transforms us by the Holy Spirit. We're born into God's family. Amen. We're born into his family. And that's a great blessing. We're born spiritually dead. But when we get saved, he makes us alive in Christ. And that is such a great blessing. Yes. The third type of life we have is eternal life. And that's the greatest life. Because you can enjoy a good life and be rich and famous and have all these things in the world today. But if you don't have eternal life and you're not going to heaven, your life is worthless. It's vain and it's empty. And how many do we know today, do we see in the world today, celebrities and all of these people that are so miserable because they're trying to find the, quote, good life, unquote. They're trying to find happiness. They're trying to find satisfaction. Something that will get them through the days, weeks, and months, and years. But we praise God that the Lord has provided for us eternal life. That's why the Lord Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have eternal life. You are sitting there in that seat, and if you're saved, you possess eternal life. You may die physically, but you'll never die spiritually. Because the Lord has promised to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we have eternal life. Jesus said, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. It's a blessed hope that we have. 
So we have physical life, we have spiritual life, we have eternal life, and one of my favorite aspects of life is the abundant life. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. You know, a lot of people today do not have the abundant life because they don't have Christ. Oh, they have their moments of happiness and, and joy in this world, but it's so fleeting, so fleeting. And the weekend is here, and we're happy, and we have Saturday off, and we have Sunday off, but then you go back to work Monday morning, back to the kids, back to school, back to the grindstone, all of these things. But praise be to God, when we have Christ, we have an abundant life, a good life, a wonderful life. And that's what the Lord Jesus has given to himself, to us. Why do we have an abundant life? Because we have the Lord Jesus Christ. He's given us the best of life. And so I ask you this question today. Do you have the abundant life? If you can answer yes, I have it. I have Jesus in my life. Then you do. You have the abundant life. A life that counts. Someone once said, it's not how long you live, but what you live for. Ask yourself today, what am I living for? Am I living for sports? Am I living for entertainment? Am I living for pleasure? Am I living for this world? Or am I living for Jesus Christ and His kingdom? The latter is what we should be seeking to do. Because when we do that, we can say life is good. When we live in harmony with God's will, life is good. It's an abundant life to be in the center of God's will. God forbid that we should step out one centimeter outside God's will. Because one centimeter outside God's will is going to bring devastation right. to us. We need to be in the center of God's will. Amen. Someone once said, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. If I was to ask you this morning, if that was the measure of your life, what you've done for Christ, would it be a long ledger of things? Or would it be a few you know, that's the question. What we do here for the Lord is really all that counts. It doesn't matter how much money we make or what job we have or the success we have in this world. Because all that will be gone. What matters is the life that we have in Christ. Secondly, not only has he given us life, but he's given us his favor. Now, who am I that God would favor me and make me one of his children? I still can't get over that because I'm a sinner. I don't deserve it. And yet God has, has shown me favor. He's shown you favor. And you ask yourself, why does God love me? Is there anything good in me? Did he see anything in me that would draw him to me? No, it's because he loved us so much. He looked at us in our need and he says, I love you. And he died on that cross. I really like that. Where they said, how much did Jesus love us? This much. And he died on the cross. That was neat how Sonny shared today. Two pieces of wood and three nails. That's how much Jesus loved us and went to the cross for us. He showed us favor. The word favor can be described as regarded or treated with favor, provided with advantages, talented, specially privileged. Did you ever think of that? If you're a child of God, you're specially privileged. You're specially given all these blessings that nobody else has but a child of God. That's amazing to me. That is truly amazing. We have found favor in God's life. Why? I leave it to you. It's only by the grace and mercy of God that he would show his favor to us. You know, when the Lord Jesus Christ came down as God to this world, he took upon himself a human form. 
And it says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, it says, Jesus in his humanity, it says, and he increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. Those are the things that Jesus grew in. These are the things that we should grow in. And one of them is growing in the favor with God and with men. You know, when God is well pleased with your life, when he's well pleased with my life, he gives us favor in the sight of men too, doesn't he? He gives us favor in the sight of our bosses. He gives us favor in the sight of our teachers. He gives us favor in the sight of our, our spouses and our children, our friends and our co-workers and many others. And it's only by what God has done. You know, we look at our life and we say, Lord, I've been a failure. I've messed up. I've blown it. I've sinned against you. How do you love me so much? But he says, I love you. I died for you and I care for you. Everything you go through is important to God. And that's what Job found out. Job found out that these trials and afflictions and all these things that happened to him, they happened for a reason and a purpose. But he didn't find out till the end of the story. He had to go through all this time of suffering and all these friends of his. I've been reading lately about the friends of Job. And if you want to have friends, don't go and ask for these friends. I mean, Zophar and Eliphaz and Build that. I mean, all these friends, you can take all the stuff they said and just throw it right out, throw it right into the garbage. Because when God came to Job at the end of the story, he rebuked those three friends. And he said, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to have Job pray for you so that you'll be forgiven. Because all the things they were saying about Job, you've been sinning, you're not right with God, and that's why all these things have happened to you. It's wrong. It's wrong. But praise be to God. God does allow suffering and trials for a purpose in our lives. And he loves us that much. So he shows us, he, he grants us life. Not because we deserve it. And he grants us his favor. We had a scripture memory verse in Ron's class not too long ago that said in Psalm 30 and verse 5, For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in there's always going to be a new day. There's always going to be the morning. There's always going to be the trial that comes to pass. It doesn't come to stay. And we can praise God for that. And then the final thing that Job says here, he says, Your care has preserved my spirit. Amen. You know, sometimes we say, Lord, I can't handle it. There's no way. I can't handle this situation. And the Lord says, Good, you finally realized it, but I can't handle it for you. And that's why in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now, some things are easy to give to the Lord. We say, Lord, I give you this, I give you this care. But sometimes we want to hold on to things and we worry about them. And we get troubled over them. And the Lord says, Dean's worried about that again. He's not giving it over to me. He's going to be miserable. If he can just cast that care on me, I will care for him. And that's the promise of God. And he cares for us in the big things in life. And he cares for us in the small things of life. I read a really amazing story about a construction crew. And they were going to be putting in a new road. And so what they had to do is they had to take out some trees. Now we know about that because they don't know. At the new church we had to take out some trees. And I had to write the check for the removal of those trees. It's expensive to remove trees. Well this work crew was doing that. And one, all of a sudden, the superintendent came to one of the trees and he found these little birds in it. 
and little tiny birds, and they couldn't flock. He felt compassion for those birds. So he marked that tree, don't touch it. So they knocked down all the other trees. Well, two weeks later, the superintendent came back to see what happened with those little birds. So they got in one of those bucket trucks, and he went up high into the tree, and he looked into the nest, and to his amazement, all the little birds were gone. Apparently, they had all learned to fly, and they were all gone out of the tree. So they said, okay, knock it down. Knock down the tree now, because the birds are all safely out of there. So he... When he did that, the nest of the birds that were left, was left came falling down. And as it did, all the materials of the nest came falling down. And they found in that nest a little scrap of paper from a Sunday school pamphlet on that nest that said, He careth for you. I mean, I said for a while. Do you care for birds? Yes. Do you care even more for your children? Yes. Does he already know what's going to happen to your, in your life tomorrow? Yes. Does he care for you? Yes. And so many times we get into a bad situation and we don't know, Lord, do you really care? Are you really concerned? Are you really going to come through? Are you really going to help me? He careth for you. He cares for you and he cares for me. Therefore, we can rejoice. Amen. And we can rejoice just like Job because he gives us life. He gives us physical life. He gives us spiritual life. He gives us eternal life. And he gives us the abundant life. All we have to do is follow him, accept him as our Lord and Savior, and he will change and transform our lives and give us this abundant life. And then he gives us favor. He shows us favor. He shows us grace and mercy when we don't deserve it. And he gives us his care. He cares for us. So very much. So we can rejoice this morning that no matter what we're going through, God knows about it. He cares about it. You notice sometimes we give out unspoken requests? We often, and we call them, that's what they are, unspoken requests. We don't tell the person what that is, but this is my unspoken request. God knows it. There's no such thing as an unspoken request to Him. He hears the palpitations of our heart. He knows what's important to us, and He loves us. And therefore, we can rejoice this morning. Go forth from this building and go forth in victory, knowing that God loves us. He cares for us. And he's going to provide for every one of us this week. Amen. Amen. Shall we just close in a word? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your favor. We thank you for your life that you've given us. And we thank you for your care. And we just pray, Lord, that we will never forget how much you love us, how much you care for us. Yes, we oftentimes think about that hymn that says, God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. Thank you for taking care of our lives, Lord. And thank you for every detail. When we drive in the car, when we go home, when we go to work, wherever we are in life, we thank you that you're with us. You mm -hmm. promised us to be with us. And we look forward, Lord, to seeing you working in our lives this week. Help us to remember this message, Lord. If Job, who suffered so much, could come to this conclusion, how much more should we, knowing the Bible and having the Bible, and Lord, we just pray that we will follow you all the days of our lives. We ask now your blessing upon the remainder of this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.